Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are, have, all are having an absolutely awesome day today. Hope you're on a blessed day as always, and we're staying ready down here and getting everything rolling through Health Masters as we regularly do, and we will continue operations uh, pretty much through most of uh, anything that happens down here with the storm. It looks like they're supposed to be hitting us uh, probably tomorrow night, supposed to be coming in and crossing over Florida. But nevertheless, we will still be here operational. UPS is still running, to my knowledge. There may be a day off, say, on Thursday. But other than that, everything is running just as it always is. So, again, thank you for the continued support and getting the truth out there on a daily basis. And first thing I wanted to bring up today, my friends, is not only the main sure of maintaining your health. I've had a lot of people asking me this over the last couple of days and as people become, you know, get stressed out about stuff and certain things occur, people are continually asking, well, what's a good amount of stuff to have on deck as far as time frame? And I've answered this question numerous times, but I'm going to answer it again because it's so important, is that I've always told people at bare minimum, you always want to have an extra 30-day supply of whatever you need, whether that be vitamins, whether that be water, whether that be food, make sure you have it on deck and Again, if you really want to, 60 to 90 days is always beneficial, especially if it's something small and affordable that you can have something, say, like supplements, vitamin C or D3. But again, making sure you have all that. Yesterday, I went and checked my generator and went through a few other preps and checked propane and talked to a few other people around here. Everything's pretty much ready to go for whatever comes through. But again, that's because I stay on a regular basis, continually monitoring and prepping stuff, and I don't panic. It's funny because somebody sent me a meme earlier, and they said, welcome all Florida newcomers. This is your initiation hell week. Enjoy. And I just started laughing because, you know, they say that in the uh, basically the name the SEALs, where they have hell week, which is like the worst week. And I don't think the storm's going to be that bad, but it's funny to me how I've watched now around here in Central Florida so many clowns that have moved down here from other states absolutely go completely and totally nuts. I mean, yesterday, Lana was sending me photos. She stopped by Sam's to get a couple little things and some batteries. There's nothing, nothing really important, just some extra stuff I told her I like to always have as I burn through a lot of batteries with flashlights and different things that we're using here at the office. And she said there are people that were literally, again, stockpiling toilet paper, like there was some way toilet paper was going to run out of stock for the next six to nine months. She said there are people coming out with, you know, cases, I mean, cases like stacked on stacks, six, seven, eight, nine cases of toilet paper, the big giant ones. Not, I don't mean like a little six pack. We I mean like the bundles from Sam's. And I started laughing. I said, well, yeah, I said, it's the typical moronic, I'm going to stock up on anything that I see somebody else stocking up mindset. I said, instead of having a continual supply of things you need on a monthly basis, people panic and they see people grab toilet paper, like during COVID, and all of a sudden there's a toilet paper shortage for the next two or three weeks because people have 50 cases of toilet paper shoved up in their attic because they can't figure out another place to do it. Guys, use your money wisely on stuff like this when certain things are occurring. Don't just be frivolously going out and wasting money on stuff that you don't need as far as that you can easily buy over the next three to six months. You know, obviously toilet paper, water, any extra food, those are all staples you need to have on a regular basis, but you don't need to be going and stocking up eight and 10 mega bundle giant cases from Walmart and Sam's because here's the problem. You may have somebody else that may actually be low on one 
need a case of something for their families <laughs> of them in your cart because you want to shove them in your attic for the next decade and not even use them. And now you've got families that are trying to get actually a hold of them that may need them. Don't do that. Be wise and be cognizant of other people around you and don't just be mindlessly hoarding things because you see somebody else hoard them on the news or in person. Also, something that I wanted to bring up because this needs to get addressed. I am going to bring this up on numerous shows. I'm letting you know this right now, and I also want all of my listeners, all of my readers to continue to put this out there. Pfizer Biotech just announced yesterday – this is very serious. They just announced yesterday they have completed their submission for the US FDA requesting emergency use authorization for the booster dosage of the Omicron BA4, BA5 bivalent COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 years old. The submission that was filed in basically yesterday says the request for emergency use authorization of the Omicron BA4, BA5 adapted bivalent vaccine in this age group is supported by the safety and immunology data from the company's bivalent Omicron BA1 adapted vaccine and also non-clinical and manufacturing data from the company's bivalent BA4 and BA5 adapted vaccine. Now, listen to me very closely what they're doing here. The the press release today also reported gun phase one, two, and three clinical trials on babies and young children ages six months to 11 years of age to test the safety, tolerability, and immunology of different doses and dose requirements of the company's new adapted bivalent COVID-19 vaccine in children six months to 11 years old. Guys, the Omicron bivalent shot that was approved by the FDA on August 31 for people over 18 had no human trials. There were no human trials, guys. They did mice testing. That was it. This means with complete certainty that Pfizer is now using babies and children as real-life lab rats to conduct the first human trials of the new COVID-19 vaccine so they can justify this new bivalent booster shot for children under the age of 18 all the way to six months of age. They have now started clinical trials of the bivalent vaccine on children six months to 11 years old, currently right now under watch by Pfizer phase one, two, and three trials. This shot got zero human clinical testing whatsoever from Pfizer. It got zero safety testing from Pfizer whatsoever. This is not only, in my opinion, grossly illegal, this violates so many levels of human rights when you start going in and you are now blatantly using human beings and young little children as complete and total guinea pig lab rats for something that never even had any human testing before it rolled out for the adult population. Dr. Paul Offit, who I absolutely detest, the man is a complete and total pro-vaccine zealot. He's a nutbag at the very latest. He is probably one of the most pro, pro-vaccine pro militant doctors I've ever seen in the world. There's over 92 articles of him basically being listed as an extreme pro-vaccine doctor, including a quote where all vaccines are good for all people all the time is essentially what he says. He is an advisor for the FDA for new vaccine approvals. For the first time in Dr. Offit's recorded history of vaccines, he voted against the approval for the new bivalent shot to be tested on young children in clinical trials. 
that should raise a red flag to everyone. And considering the fact that this guy is a complete and total militant pro-vaccine nightmare for the most part, he was one of the only ones that voted against allowing children to be tested for this new bivalent shot. That should raise some red flags. And if you want to see something even more disturbing, the U.S. VAERS reporting system government has just added a separate category for the newly authorized bivalent vaccine, which was given emergency use authorization by the FDA on August 31st, 2022 for adults 18 years of age. This is the one that had zero mice testing. It has only been out, guys, for the last 27 days out in the general populace. Well, if you look at now in the VAERS database, it only is updated up until 916, which, you know, is about, what, 11 days ago. It already has 528 cases of serious adverse reactions on VAERS to the authorized COVID booster shot, bivalent booster shot, including one death, one permanent disability, 39 ER visits, five life-threatening injuries, nine hospitalization, and hundreds more of other events that have occurred now. This has literally just been reporting on 14 days of this shot rolling out, and they're saying only 1.5% of the vaccine has been used so far as far as the amount that they ordered across the country. And again, remember, this is VAERS reporting system that they admit only picks up about 1% to 2% of the COVID-19 vaccine side effects. 528 cases filed of serious adverse events with VAERS in literally just a 16-day span from the day that it was approved by the FDA, which means you got to figure a lot of times you're going to have a two- to three-day delay time in transit and a rolling out so you're figuring this shot's probably these numbers have only been on the market for probably a week and a half to already see these numbers rolling out on the VAERS reporting system this is very disturbing this is something everybody needs to get out there that Pfizer now basically sent requests for the FDA already to get approval basically to roll this shot out for ages basically uh, 5 to 11 to get emergency use authorization. They already want emergency use to roll it out to 5 to 11, and they've already been working on clinical trials on 6-month to 11-year-olds for the bivalent shot that has never even had human testing or any safety studies except on mice. Guys, we're watching right now, and this is my opinion, and it's not my opinion only. There's a lot of other people in this field and outside of this field that have the same opinion. I personally believe this is going to be, if people actually get the truth out there, we're going to realize in a couple of years, if people haven't already realized it, like right now, I've already realized it. This is going to be the largest, most effective, deadliest bioweapon ever released on the human population in recorded history and it is going to be something that is going to be on our heads if we don't keep talking about it and getting the truth out there about what this crap really is that they're injecting everybody with that they're telling us it's safe with no human trials and they're telling us it's effective with no type of trials that show any type of effective rate and they refuse to even tell us what is in the ingredient list because they are still operating under the emergency use authorization and when you open up the packet that is in that vaccine box, it is completely and totally blank except for the first paragraph describing what the actual product is. There is nothing on the fact insert sheet in any of these boxes. I have personally looked none of them that I've been able to find from anybody yet, meaning they are still refusing to show us what is in this shot and even the documentation 
that Pfizer's had to release via the court order has showed us this thing is so absolutely horrifically deadly and dangerous, it should never even gotten past clinical trials. Yet it did. Here we are. It's up to us if we're going to get the truth out there, Dad. What do you think? Uh, you're 100% right, Austin. With no human trials, no ingredient list. I mean, think about it. <clears throat> Why are people going to inject stuff into their bodies and they don't even have any idea what's in it? I mean, I, 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 the insouciance and the stupidity of the American population actually is mind-boggling. And it's not just the American population anymore. It's the global population that's allowing themselves to be injected with things that they don't even know what they are. I mean, they could put strychnine. They could put they could put they could put anything in this doggone injection. People would still just gladly line up and take it. And it's sad to me because I don't know what to say to people to make them realize this is not okay. It's emergency use only. No ingredient list is available. Why do they think it's okay to be part of an basically Auschwitz laboratory experiment? I mean, that's what this is. What it turns again, turning into. It's awful. And I, and I don't I don't know what to say. But the people are take, still taking the shot. About three hundred thousand people a day are taking the shot. And the government's all mad because less, you know, it's not supposed. It's, it's not enough because they have 171 million vials of this stuff now, and and they're, and they're continuing to force this. And, and it's just the American population is just they're so dumbed down. It's it's it, it is mind-boggling to me, Austin, that they can can actually breathe air and, and basically and, and chew gum and, and walk at the same time because they don't think they don't think about anything. Now, this morning I went into the doctor's office and I had 50,000 milligrams of vitamin. C put into my bloodstream, you know, intravenously, because I had enough of this stuff that started settling in my lungs last night. And I'm here to tell you guys this morning that I'm absolutely medication-free right now. I'll still take my ivermectin today and my supplements and my hydroxychloroquine. But as far as anything else, I'm done as far as any Sudafed, et cetera. And I feel pretty good. I feel a whole lot better than I did yesterday. So I want to thank you guys for your prayers. I'll give you guys credit. You folks know how to pray. I've not yet prayed for you guys this morning. I was praying for you this morning in the doctor's office while I was laying there in the dark, getting his IV put into me. And then they said they had another patient come in, so I had to stop because I was pray out loud. And I wasn't sure who he was, and I didn't want to really have him involved in my prayer time, if you guys know what I mean, because I don't know what he was going to say or do or whatever. But he's a pretty good guy. He was from Spain, but he's pretty awake. He was talking about what's happening to the United States. He was talking about the International Monetary Fund. He was talking about a one-world currency. He was talking about all this stuff. And he and I were talking. I'm telling about the podcast. He wants to listen to it, and so we'll see if he does. But the point is people are starting to listen around the periphery, if that makes any sense, and starting to realize that something is seriously wrong with the United States right now. And it's all because of what's happened with the Frankfurt School, what's happened with cultural Marxism. I mean look at the Breitbart article, Breitbart article today. It says Obama claims racism to suppress American opposition to Biden's deadly migration. You know, don't you remember when Biden was president, when he's married to that guy who had the giant, well, you know, when she walked in the silk dress up the stairs? Well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention that in detail. And, you know, she's, he's married to a dude, right? You know, everybody knows Michelle Biden, according to Joan Rivers, is a guy. That she's a tranny. and Everybody knows that. And it's not like it's some kind of news for you guys, but it just is what it is. And if you want, just look at her in the silk dress walking around and walking down the stairs and you'll realize there's something between her legs that ain't supposed to be there. She's a woman. And so that's what happens with these people who get into this position of power when they're placed there. This is all obfuscation. Biden wasn't the president of the United States. Neither is Clinton. Neither was Trump. Neither was anybody. These guys are being run and being controlled through the CFR, through the Council on Foreign Relations, and through the international banking communities and through the international stockholders who are the bloodline families of BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard who answer to the highest levels to the satanic groups. This is who runs the world. And it has been this way for thousands of years since the ancient Canaanite religions. And we got that. But Biden is now saying 
<laughs> that Americans oppose Joe Biden's lawless and wage cutting mass migration because they are racist, not because of their economic worries, according to former President Barack Obama. Right now, the biggest fuel behind the Republican agenda is related to immigration and the fear that somehow America's character is going to be changed. It will be. People of darker shades are too many of them here, Obama told a meeting of Hispanic realtors on September the 25th in San Diego, California. Obama used his dividing rule claims of racism to hide the public opposition to migration's economic impact, according to his comments posted on September the 25th report by the San Diego Union. Now, I'm not going to read what he says. Because the man nauseated me for eight years, and he continues to nauseate me. And, I mean, the, the guy's he's, – he's, he's a homosexual, which I got that, okay, because he's married to a dude. But the, but the reality is is that he was put into a position of power you know, by the ruling elite who wanted him there, the ruling scum of the planet that run everything. You know, Wayne Allen Root was at Columbia supposedly when Barack Obama was there. And he says he never met Barack Obama. He doesn't know anybody who's ever known Barack Obama, and no one ever remembered Barack Obama supposedly being on campus ever, ever, ever in the history of the entire four years they were all supposed to be at Columbia together. So his whole background, as far as I'm concerned, you know, being born in Kenya was covered up. He's a Kenyan on top of everything else. We all know that. All of this stuff is obfuscation, and they've lied to us about all of it. So we sit back and we look at it now, and here he starts running his mouth again, saying that we're all a bunch of racists because we don't want to be culturally divided by people coming in from another country who are not being assimilated properly into the United States at a slower pace, who are not being taught the Constitution of the United States. We're not being taught the formation of the United States and why it was founded as we the people who are basically being brought in as socialist communists from South America to Operation Condor and being brought in here to infiltrate into our country and destroy our economic base and – to destroy the actual unity in the fabric of our country. That's what Obama's not wanting to say, but that's what's happening. So I don't have a bit of problems with immigration. You guys know that. My mom came from Germany in 1952. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I did. But you got to do it right. They have to properly assimilate. They have to learn the American language. They have to be able to take a test. They have to know what the Constitution means. They have to be brought in and quarantined to make sure they don't have type of, some type of disease when they're coming into the United States. All of these things have to be done in order and properly if you're, proper, you're going to have a proper assimilation and you're not going to destroy the culture of the United States itself. And that's what Barack Obama, the gay Kenyan, married to a guy, doesn't want people to know. And now he's coming in supposedly to buffer up and to bulk up and to support Joe Biden's immigration, which there really is, is no immigration policy. It's open the borders, swing the doors open, let everybody run in and give them free stuff. Insanity. And I was talking to the guy in Spain this morning, getting the IV, and he said Spain's just as bad. He said Madrid has been completely overrun with immigration, and the, the continuity of the Spanish people is no longer the same. And uh, we had to talk about that this morning too. And the same thing happened with Merkel when she opened up the borders. And Gaddafi warned us, remember that, in Libya. Gaddafi said if you take me out, you're going to open up the borders to Africa, into Europe, and you have massive migration of people who can walk around the corner over there and go right up into Germany, into Europe. And that's exactly what happened. And so this is the group that's continuing to do everything they want to do to destroy the population of the planet as quickly as they want to. By the way, blasts have now been detected near Nord Stream as images reveal a huge leak of the pipeline that is feeding directly into Germany. And this is done underwater. So it's going to be a massive repair job. Wow, guys, this is bad. Swedish broadcast reported that Swedish National Seismic Network detected two underwater explosions near Nord Stream pipeline system on Monday. One of the explosions had a magnitude of 2.3, which is huge, and was registered as many as 30 measuring stations south of southern Sweden, SVT said. Borg Lund, professor of seismology and director of Swedish National Seismic Network, said these two seismic events were explosions. And here's a map of the three leaks of the Nord Stream pipeline, and it shows all the breaks that were now done to the size. 
this is bad because Germany's coming up to winter, and this whole system has been pretty much shut down anyhow. But this is a major gas leak, and it's a real problem for Germany and for Europe because they have to run their industry and they have to run, how should I say, their 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 houses as far as with the fuel that's coming in from these this, different areas. Now remember, there's already a giant sanction on Russian oil and gas anyhow going into Europe. I guess this is the little exclamation point to make sure they couldn't just open it back up again if they wanted to. By the way, the German police now have stopped reporting immigration, my, my background of young crime suspects. In other words, when all these people that are coming in from other countries are causing all this crime and killing and raping and stealing in Germany, they're not allowed to tell people any longer where they're from. Police in Germany, capital of Berlin, will no longer be reporting the migration background of criminal suspects under the age of 21 after the Berlin Senate scrapped the policy claiming it had no relevance. Sure it does, but if, for them, it would be racist. The Senate administration confirmed that the police will no longer be recording and publishing the background. The registration of the migration background suspects for crimes such as murder, manslaughter, rape, sexual assault, or brutality, which was introduced in 2011, has been discontinued. The Senate administration said in a statement and noted the policy had been discontinued on August the 3rd reports. According to the Senate administration, the ability to record the migration background of young suspects was done in order to provide the data to shape future policy, but stated in police practice, however, this unique criterion was not developed in any relevance for Berlin. So in other words, they're not going to keep track of where the people are coming from that are rob, kill, raping, and destroying things there in Germany anymore because it's racist. That's what they're not saying, but that's exactly what they're saying is that they don't want to do it. And, uh, and also in other news – the EPA has withdrawn interim decision on glyphosate after court says it, the agency violated the law. The, basically, the EPA came in and approved the use of glyphosate after all of these lawsuits and continued to approve it. And now the court has come in and said, you know, you guys violated the law. The U.S. Environmental Protection, Ag- Protection Agency will withdraw its interim registration review decision for the weed killer glyphosate after the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued an opinion saying the EPA had violated the law by ignoring important studies and the chemicals impact on human health. Glyphosate has over 20 different types of cancers that are directly caused from this weed, well, by this weed killer. It's a bad product. The move comes after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals issued an opinion saying the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency had violated the law. The court found that EPA had ignored the important studies in its human health safety assessment. The EPA's withdrawal comes before October the 1st deadline under which the agency was supposed to have completed its assessment. The EPA has asked the court to extend. Of course, it has. Remember, EPA, again, is bought and paid for by big pharma, big chemical, big whatever you want to call it, by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. But the court denied the request to extend the deadline. In its June 17th opinion, the Ninth Circuit Court said the agency's 2020 assessment of glyphosate, the active ingredient, was flawed, saying it was still safe. The Federal Appeals Court ruled EPA failed to follow established guidelines for determining cancer, ignored important studies, and discounted expert advice from the Scientific Advisory Board. Now, this, this goes right back to the same thing and what that Austin talked about earlier about how they approved this new variant, this new shot with absolutely no clinical trials on human beings whatsoever. The EPA is being managed by the same satanic Kabbalist Luciferian network at the highest levels as is, you know, this FDA approval of these mass injections. And we need to understand that it's the same group that does all of it because they control our government. And one more story, and I'll turn it back over to Austin until the next break. Why the Oath Keepers Capital Riot Matters. This is an article by Mike Welding. Members of the Oath Keepers far-right militia group – this really they really aren't a militia group – will go on trial after jury selection begins on Tuesday in one of the most high-profile cases from the January 6th attack. 
There was no attack, by the way. Among those being tried is the group's leader, Stuart Rhodes, who was charged along with four others with seditious conspiracy, plotting to oppose the transfer of presidential power, and they have pleaded not guilty. The trial in Washington could be the most significant January 6th case yet, given the seriousness of the charges. Oath Keepers, a pro-gun, anti-government group, not true, but they are pro-gun, anti-government group, not true, launched in 2009. The Oath Keepers began with a rally in Lexington, Massachusetts, side of the first battles in the Revolutionary War. Its founders, Mr. Rhodes, is a former U.S. Army paratrooper who studied at Yale Law School and was once an aide to Libertarian Republican Congressman Ron Paul of Texas. Of course, we got to throw Ron Paul in there. The group is named after the oath of service that police, military, and other officials take. Those taking the military oath, for instance, pledge to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Then why are they an anti-government group? Hmm? They, they said this is an anti-government group. But they're, they're pledging to support the United States government you know, in, the, in the Constitution. That's why I said they're not anti-government. The Oath Keepers focus recruitment on people with military and law enforcement experience along with others with frontline first responders. In 2014, they appeared in an armed standoff between a Nevada rancher and law enforcement later that year. The Oath Keepers were spotted in Ferguson, Missouri during protests after the shooting death of a black man, Michael Brown, by a police officer. In that case, they were protecting business interests in the area, though they were not police. The danger with that is they're inserting themselves in an already tense situation. According to Alex Friedland, Threefield, a investigative researcher with the anti-defamation. Why is it? Doggone it all. It makes me mad. Why is it every stinking time I read one of these articles that's biased like this that it has to be the ADL again? Remember I told you yet? It's always the ADL. It's the American-Israeli Political Action Committee. It's either APAC or it's the ADL. Let me, let me quote this again say it. The danger with that is that they are inserting themselves in an already tense situation, said Alex Friedfeld, an investigative researcher with the Anti-Defamation League Center on Extremism, it escalates the likelihood of violence. Unbelievable. Prosecutors say that Mr. Rhodes began a campaign to reject the results of the November 20th election only two days after the vote, because we all know it was stolen. That's obvious. While ballots were still being counted on November the 5th. Now, think about it for a second. Trump's doing rallies with 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people in attendance. Biden is showing up with Kamala Harris and five people, 12 people, 10 people show up. Okay. Do you do the math? Mr. Biden was declared the winner. According to federal indictment, Mr. Rhodes and others brought thousands of dollars of weapons and gear over the next two months, made plans to stash the guns and organize members into military style units. On January the 6th, a melange of groups, along with hundreds of individuals, apparently unconnected to any organization, assembled outside the Capitol. Then President Donald Trump held a rally nearby. Excuse me, Mr. Trump urged supporters to march to congressional headquarters to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, but also told the audience, and if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Yes, Mr. Trump. Those who gathered included Oath Keepers, members of an all-male – of course, you have to be all-male. You have to throw that in, too, because now you have to be misogynistic on top of everything else. Members of an all-male, far-right, proud boys, militia groups, such as the three percenters and believers of QAnon conspiracy theory. Some allies of former President Trump have downplayed the riot by characterizing it as a spontaneous gathering. In the months since the violence, evidence has emerged that prior planning and potential coordination between groups on trial alongside Mr. Rhodes are Thomas Caldwell, Kelly Miggs, Kenneth Harrelson, and Jessica Watkins. Mr. Rhodes and others are accused of continuing to plot after the riot on the evening of January the 6th. Seditious conspiracy is a very serious charge. In total, more than 870 people have been arrested in connection with the attack, according to the Justice Department figures. In case of the Oath Keepers, the group is notable because it includes some of the most serious charges to date. Seditious conspiracy is a crime involving a plot to attack or to overthrow the state, but which stops short of treason, waging war against the government. This is certainly one of the biggest trials to date for the Department of Justice on their January 6th prosecutions, told John 
You said John Lewis, research fellow of Washington University's program of extremism. So I'm going to go ahead and let you read the rest of this on yourself because it goes on for a bit. But, he, but they are right about one thing. This is a huge, huge trial for Stuart Rhodes. Who could end up with life in prison on this, guys? Uh, this, is, this is a big deal. And, uh, you know, I don't know what these guys were involved in. I've never met anybody involved in Oath Keepers. I've never been involved in Oath Keepers whatsoever. I'm not saying that they're all extremists because I don't believe they are. I don't know what they were doing, but I believe this guy's being railroaded. I do. I think you're making a, making an example of him. And this is another example of why I said Donald Trump should have pardoned everybody involved in January the 6th before he left office, and he did not. So this is a mess. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're exactly right. Actions speak louder than words. And what we saw with this entire situation is there were people that were very frustrated for good reason, for what happened, watching blatantly as a republic election. A constitutional republic election was blatantly fraudulent, and then when we called it to be fraudulent, they told us we were lying and that nobody could do anything about it. Nobody could review it. Nobody could question it. If you said anything about it, then you were basically a domestic extremist terrorist. That's what happened. I mean we we all saw it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we didn't see it. Were there some individuals that went to the Capitol that were completely out of line? Yes, they were. Going into people's offices and taking their stuff and taking podiums and laptops and personal items, that's not okay. I'm not going to sit here and justify that one single bit. I would be absolutely irate if somebody came into my office and started taking my stuff. I can tell you that right now. The difference with it was the Capitol Police were the ones that opened up the gates and opened up the doors. You didn't see 50 armed militiamen grab giant tree trunks and sharpened them to spears at the end and ran robbed them through the front doors of the Capitol like they were breaching a medieval door. They didn't do that. They weren't going through with Molotov cocktails and firebombing the Capitol. Not one single person in the Capitol was caught with a firearm on their person that was inside the building. Not one. So if this was a massive attempt to overthrow the government and a massive coup d'etat revolution, this was the worst one in recorded history of all countries, considering the fact that there wasn't one single firearm even present inside the building. The whole thing is being used as fodder, again, to demonize anybody that does not go along with the narrative. This is why in Time Magazine, the 100 most important photos of all time, when I was in Walgreens with Dad, we picked up the magazine and flipped it open. And centerfold, double page, full color shot was all of the Trump patriots and Trump supporters standing in front of the Capitol, holding up flags, basically standing all over the Capitol. And it said – the January 6th insurrection. It was the only photo in the entire Time magazine that got a double-page, full-color photo. Most of the photos, quite frankly, in the Time magazine had some of them two and three photos per page. Most of them were black and white, whole historical photos. This, again, is what you call pure propaganda. Now, it's ironic about this whole thing. What you're seeing with the push for the Department of Justice and the FBI is becoming so vastly corrupt that there's going to have to be something that's done about this pretty soon. And I mean that sincerely. The party that is currently running the show right now is unhinged. They are completely out of control, and they've now allowed the Justice Department to do anything they want. On Friday last week, if you guys saw this, pro-life Catholic activist Mark Hauk in rural Pennsylvania, had 25 FBI SWAT team individuals in full kit try to basically break down his door and arrest him for federal indictment, for a federal indictment. 
This 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 story is going to wake you guys up on how far corrupt the FBI has finally gotten out of control now. In the early morning raid in Kentersville, Pennsylvania, over two dozen FBI agents with weapons drawn pounded on the door of Mark Houck's home where he lives with his wife and seven children. The FBI's arrested Houck based on a federal indictment. Sounds serious, right? Is he a terrorist? Is he a jihadist? Is he a violent felon? Did he make death threats with a firearm? No, not even close. He's a pro-life activist and president of what's called the King's Men, a Catholic pro-life ministry. He has no prior criminal record. He's never been arrested before. He was arrested Friday morning for alleged violation of the Federal Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrance Act, known as the FACE Act. Sound potentially serious? Oh, it can be, even though it's a complete and total facade joke of an act as far as what they're using this indictment for. It's not coincidence that this arrest came exactly three months after the Supreme Court issued the decision in Jobs versus Daxon, which overruled Roe versus Wade. The FBI's raid of Huck's home was designed and to send a very gruesome warning to pro-life activists engaging in activities protected by the First Amendment. The FACE Act forbids, and I quote, physically obstructing, injuring, intimidating, or interfering with anyone obtaining or providing reproductive health services. All right, so it sounds serious. So what was this Huck guy involved in? Well, Huck would regularly drive two hours from his home to a Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia and pray and speak outside the facility. One day he went to the facility and he had his 12-year-old son with him. The federal indictment claims that almost a, a year ago now is when this occurred. Huck verbally confronted and allegedly shoved an escort for an abortion patient to the ground. They said that he intentionally injured, intimidated, and interfered with an abortion escort. Now, what the indictment fails to mention is that the escort, pro-abortion escort, got in the face of Huck and put said very, very inappropriate, disgusting comments and then got in the child's face of his 12-year-old son and started calling the son's dad, Huck, multiple vulgar names to the son. Huck basically leaned over and shoved the man back and then shoved him again, and the man fell to the ground. The escort refused to stop. And basically, law enforcement was called, and Huck was essentially protecting and shoving the escort away from his 12-year-old son. When law enforcement had called on October 21, 2021, the claim against Huck is so weak that not only did Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krass, a Sorosburg rogue prosecutor, refuse to even prosecute or file misdemeanor charges, the civil lawsuit filed by the escort was also thrown out of court. It was, it, was, it was a non-incident. It was a guy versus another guy in a shoving match outside of a building. It was nothing. It, I mean it, it was so minimal, the local authorities, they didn't even charge him with anything. They basically concluded that it was nothing more than mutual combat, which is two adults going at it and ending up in a minor scuffle. The individual that basically was pushed to the ground had to receive a whopping one Band-Aid on his finger for a scrape on the concrete. Now almost a year Later, the FBI shows up over a violation of the FACE Act to his home with seven children with 25 FBI agents and charges him with two felony counts of the FACE Act for an injury that required a Band-Aid. Huck's defense attorney has already stated they're exploring all defenses, starting whether the man shoved by Huck even falls within obtaining or providing requirement of the federal statute. It's also made it clear case of self-defense that Huck apparently was defending his 12-year-old son from harassment, intimidation of a minor. Now, what's interesting about this, contrasting this prosecution with the fact that vandals 
an arsonist had physically attacked and damaged roughly 70 pro-life pregnancy centers over the last six months, which also is protected under the FACE Act definition of facility that provides reproductive health services. Haven't found any incidences in the news, have you? Even when some of those buildings actually had occupants in them, when they had Molotov cocktails thrown through the window, when they had rocks blasted through the glass and concrete basically thrown through. So why hasn't the Justice Department filed a single FACE Act indictment against anyone for those crimes, the few that have got arrested for misdemeanor you know, vandalism? Well, that's a question we need to start asking the FBI. Maybe some of these do-nothing Republicans that are claiming to be for the people, by the people, need to start actually addressing this. But when I saw this article, I started looking into it, the whole thing, because you know, there's always two sides to every story. But when I saw that the prosecuting attorney in Philadelphia refused to even indict him, and basically that there was not even enough to file misdemeanor charges, and the civil lawsuit filed against him was thrown out in court – Yet a year later, you got FBI agents on his doorstep in an early, early pre-dawn raid on his house. And what's interesting, the FBI spokesperson came out, and they blatantly said – because there were claims that SWAT teams were brought out. And he said, we need to clarify these are inaccurate claims regarding the arrest of Mark Hawk. No SWAT operators were involved. FBI agents knocked on Mark Hawk's front door, identified themselves, asked him to exit the residence. He did so and was taken into custody without incident. However, what the FBI does not address, and this is on video footage, is that over 25 armored agents in full kit descended on the scene of Mark's house, including pointing rifles at the mother and father, Mark Huck and his wife, in front of their children, all because he wasn't even arrested for a misdemeanor charge of basically shoving somebody outside of an abortion clinic a year ago, but yet the FBI has now found enough alleged evidence to charge him with two federal felony counts of violating the FACE Act because of a scuffle that the district attorney and law enforcement chose not to even go after prosecutor charge a year ago because it was so minute. Guys, wake up and realize what's going on right now. There's a guy at the conference last week, and he told everybody right at the beginning, he said, we are at war right now. You may not realize it because it may not look like the war you see from World War II and videos and photos in Iraq and Afghanistan. We are 100% in a full-blown war right now. They are doing everything they can to intimidate, harass, arrest, prosecute anybody that does not go along with the narrative. Right now in New Zealand, the Prime Minister, Jakina Arden, who was one of the hardcore pro-COVID pushers of the vaccine and lockdowns in New Zealand, she spoke to the UN General Assembly. And I was wondering when this was going to get brought up because I had a feeling I've heard comments about this before, but I was wondering when this was going to get national coverage about this topic. She went on to say that disinformation now needs to be regulated and categorized in the same category as guns, bombs, and nuclear weapons, and prosecuted as such. Oh yeah, she's going this far now. She said that a lie online or a podium may not kill as many people as previous armed weapons, but eventually can be extremely dangerous and needs to be regulated. She goes, what if the lie told repeatedly and across many platforms prompts inspires others to take up arms, to threaten the security of others and turn a blind eye to atrocities or worse, to be complicit with them? 
What then? This is no longer hypothetical. The weapons of war have changed and they're upon us and require the same level of action, restriction, activity that put the weapons of old in in those categories. We recognize the threats of the old weapons created. We come together as a community to minimize those threats. We never saw that as a threat to our individual liberties, rather as a, a preservation of them. I can say with complete certainty we can no longer ignore these new weapons of misinformation. Whoa, guys. She just told you what they're planning on doing. She just told you what their agenda is going to become. They have been working for years tirelessly now to claim anything that we say is misinformation. Fact checkers check it. Facebook checks it. Everybody tells us that it's not correct when every single bit of research, when every single bit of intellectual details, when every aspect of independent journalism tells us it's the truth, they claim that it's not. This right here is nothing short than a rebranding of fascist propaganda from Joseph Goebbels from World War II Nazi Germany. That's all this is right now. They did this in Nazi Germany. Joseph Goebbels was the godfather of propaganda. He blatantly said, if you tell the lie long enough and you make the lie big enough, you eventually will make everybody believe the lie, paraphrasing him. This is exactly what she's saying here right now. They're making sure that they can control the narrative, that nobody can question anything other than what they deem to be the truth. That means even more now than ever, everybody needs to get active, vocal, and continually engaged in what's happening right now. Because, guys, it may have been Mark Huck last Friday. It may be the Oath Keepers right now. It may be numerous other people that have had this happen. But eventually, guys, they're coming for all of us. I can't be any more clear than that. I don't want to be dark. I don't want to be weird. I'm just trying to be sobering to everybody right now. They're coming for all the people that have been very vocal and have pushed the truth, like this show right here. They're pushing the envelope further and further and further and further. If you told anybody a decade ago that a pro-life Christian activist that was opposing abortion got in a mutual combat scuffle and somebody got shoved to the ground in front of a pro-life activist, you know, basically protest. And you told everybody that the FBI was going to roll 25 deep and arrest him a year later with federal felonies of violating the FACE Act. People would have said the FBI would never do that. They're not that corrupt. Clearly, there's no case. Clearly, there's no evidence. And clearly, the prosecuting attorney didn't even drop this stuff. Clearly, there's not going to be anything normal about this. No, they are. It's to send a message to anybody that's vocal, to anybody that's getting the truth out there, to anybody that is not going along with the sadistic, satanic ideology perversion that they're pushing. It's the same thing like I told you yesterday. There's a lot of people out there that are confused. A lot of people are battling stuff right now. It's so important that we continue to support one another and we stand with one another. If people need help, if people are trying to change things, if people are trying to battle through things, we got to be there for them. But however, the difference is when you're dealing with, say, the money changers that are using unjust scales, that are violating and taking advantage of people, that are going in and making a mockery of what's really happening, that are lying and bamboozling people right to their faces – Jesus took the whip and drew them out basically of the temple for good reason. 
this is what's starting to happen now is there's awakening in the United States. People are starting to wake up and realize this is not okay. This is degrading at such a rapid pace, and so many people are so concerned about getting canceled. They're so concerned. I mean, it's like, man, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to have any, any, anybody showing up to my doorstep to investigate me. I'm just going to be quiet and shut up. Problem is, in every single level of tyrannical government regime that has ever occurred in global history, anytime the people that even are quiet eventually are the ones that still get clipped at the end. Look at history, guys. It is so important. People become vocal. People become active. And people continue to vote not only with your dollar, but make sure you get involved in local voting this November because this is going to be huge at the highest level, especially down here in Florida and some of these other big states. If they want to try to swing blue, they can continue to manipulate and control the narrative even further. You think it's changing a lot right now? You think these guys are corrupt right now? You just wait and see what happens if they have a couple more years of completely unchanged checked, unfettered, zero oversight with everything they do, then everybody's going to be like, wow, I can't believe we allowed this to happen right in front of us. Continue to stay strong, my friends, and get the truth out there. What do you think, Deb? A very good segment, Austin. The thing that you were quoting here with Goebbels in Germany, he basically used you know, the Kabbalist Luciferian you know, guy who was Freud's – you know, Bernays, who was Freud's cousin – uh, who basically was the father of advertising to continue to brainwash through mass hypnosis through the media, through the radio, through news clips, newsreels, et cetera, to movies there finally in the 1940s and newsreels of, you know, how to control mass hypnosis and mass groupthink. And that's why Goebbels, you know, followed Bernays. And remember, Bernays and Freud were cousins. And they were both Kabbalist, Luciferian, satanic lackeys. And that's what they did. This government in New Zealand is completely gone draconian. Uh, years ago, remember, I also remember this. I didn't really talk about this much back then. About 15 years ago, Chuck Missler was living in New Zealand. He had actually left the United States to get out of the mess here to go to New Zealand. And I had actually considered going down there also and having a second residence in New Zealand. And I am so glad that I didn't do that because it, to me, was like the most safe place to go on the entire planet. You got an island in the middle of the ocean that basically is surrounded by a whole bunch of water that you can figure out, you know, what to do and not everything's going to go nuts because we have been to New Zealand. Both Austin and I have gone to New Zealand along with Sharon back about 15 years ago, and it was a beautiful, beautiful country, but not anymore. And now it's completely and totally become a draconian state with this prime minister down there who's basically a hardcore Kabbalist as far as I'm concerned, Luciferian socialist communist is what she is. And she's doing everything she can now to stop freedom of speech altogether in New Zealand and lock people up for just – being part of the against the thought police. But remember, what the, remember what the CIA has done. Though they've worked, you know, in clandestine groups and along with the FBI on United States soil, and all the other countries too. Remember, they overthrew Syria in '49, Iran in '53, Guatemala in '54, Tibet in '55, Indonesia in '58, Cuba in '59, Iraq in '60, Dominican Republic in '61, South Vietnam in '63, Brazil in '64, Chile in '70 as part of Operation Condor. Afghanistan in 79, Turkey in 80, Poland in 80, Nicaragua in 81, Iraq in 92, Venezuela in 2002, Iraq in 2002 again, Iran again in 2005, and Syria in 2012. This is the group that works behind the scenes all of the time to overthrow these governments. And the Iranian state right now is organized marchers are calling for the execution of protesters. And again, the CIA is actively involved in overthrowing the government, has been over, in the overthrow of government of Iran, because the CIA is basically, the, how should I say, the militia arm of the, of the New World Order bankers. 
And, and they're the ones who tell them what to do and where to go because they control the money supply to these guys. So always remember, you got to look behind the scenes as to who these people are and what they're believing and what they're doing. By the way, electric car are now electric cars charging at night could actually make America's power grids unstable, a study warns. This came out a few days ago. This is out of California. Leaving your electric car charging overnight to have it ready in the morning seems like a good idea in theory, but in reality, research suggests doing so causes more harm in the long run. Stanford scientists say that it's more costly to charge your electric car at night, and it could stress out your local power grid. I have no comment with this. My favorite picture the other day was a basically a, a, a generator that was sitting behind an electric car on the side of the road that was running and the car was stalled out and had a dead battery and they were running a gasoline generator to charge the car and i guess this is the sign of the future as far as what they're going to do by the way um the another article came by heilman it says trump supporters are ready to take up arms and press tactics that lead to civil war this again is pushing the civil war narrative through cnn and through MSNBC, MSNBC's national affairs analyst Heilman said Monday on Morning Joe that the former president, Donald Trump supporters, were ready to take up arms and press the tactics that lead to civil war. Heilman says he knows the path for him forward is always about division, anger, energy, the division, dividing the country, reducing the core of his base down, but at the same time making it to a, a sauce of a kind. He's like reduces it. He's not. He's, he's actually saying stupid stuff. And, and, and he added he's not focused. I'm not going to read this to you. This guy's the guys can't even speak in complete sentences. But anyhow, the guy's basically saying this because this is the push they're trying to do to force conservatives to take up arms and go after and go after the country and basically start a civil war. Because remember, Biden said the same thing. You have, you know, AR-15s. We have F-16s. Everybody in the narrative now is pushing for global war to bring in mercenaries through the United Nations into the United States in order to have this giant war here to take over the United States and turn us into a one-world communist dictatorship. That's the goal here, guys. Underneath Noahide laws, underneath the fact that if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's going to be punishable by death because you consider him to be a god. And so you can no longer apply your Christian faith as you want as they bring in a one-world religion under Lucifer. That's the long-term goal here, whether that takes five years, 15 years, 20 years, or 50 years. I think it's going to be closer to 50 years to do this. This is what the big push is going to be. By the way, a CIA doctor has been hit now in Havana syndrome, which says that he was in disbelief when he suffered what he was investigating. He was talking about what was happening with these, these, uh, these, this brain trauma they were receiving when they were being put underneath this microwave energy pulse down in Cuba. And the CIA physician, Dr. Paul Andrews, was one of the first people sent to Havana, Cuba, to investigate a spate of mysterious health incidents that were impacting embassy and agency personnel in 2017. When he was struck by the same set of debilitating symptoms, he told CNN chief medical correspondent Dr. Gagupa in the first public interview for CNN's special report, Immaculate Concussion, the truth about Havana syndrome. And they're talking about using energy weapons to change the people's brain and to cause brain damage. I'm going to let you guys read that, but that technology has been around for a very, very, very long time. Vaccine narratives now collapsing as Harvard study shows jab more dangerous than the COVID. It says all boosters have not been tested on humans, which we talked about at the beginning of the show, and they're being rolled out across the country. A new study indicates the jab is far more dangerous than COVID itself, and the CDC has provided false information <coughs> excuse me, regarding their tracking of adverse events linked to the vaccines. As government officials and mainstream media urges the vaccinated to inject a second so-called bivalent booster said to be targeting the Omicron variant, it turns out that the substance hasn't even been tested on humans and only animal trial and the only animal trial that has been performed included eight mice. 
So again, like Austin said, they have used eight mice to tell you to take this vaccine. The study is now showing that this is worse than the virus. The new study conducted by scientists from Harvard and John Hopkins, currently in preprint, reveals the COVID vaccines were up to 98 times worse than the virus itself. I'm going to repeat this, 98 times worse than the virus itself. The study is, is critical of the booster requirement for American university students, stating in the abstract, using the CDC and sponsor reported adverse events data, we find the booster mandates may cause a net expected harm per COVID-19 hospitalization prevented in previously uninfected adults. We anticipate 18 to 98 serious adverse events, including 1.7 to 3.0 booster-associated myocarditis, dias cases in men, and 1,373 to over 3,000 cases of grade 2 reactogenesis, which interferes with daily activities. Guys, now they're even warning you from the major corporate-run schools that these boosters are dangerous. Be very, very careful when you tell your friends. I love you guys. I'm going to pray for you guys in just a minute. I appreciate you. Pray for us with this hurricane down here, and I thank you for your prayers so much. Just pray that this stuff, this, this storm dissipates in the Gulf of Mexico and doesn't hit Central Florida. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, I was sitting here laughing a second ago when you were talking about you know, the mice studies with eight mice, and I thought to myself just in my head, you know, if you came out, say a manufacturer came out, with a brand new sweetener. And they said, by the way, we came out with this brand new chemically enhanced sweetener, totally new to the market. Nobody really knows what it's going to do. Totally modified off another one, you know, but it's, it's totally safe. We tested the sweetener on eight mice. Okay. We got it on eight mice, guys. It's totally safe. You got to understand these eight mice took it and well, they died, but that doesn't matter. Mice die early anyways. They don't have a long life expectancy. Most people just use them for snake food. So it's okay. Eight mice died, but it was totally safe when they took it. So we're rolling it out now in 10% of the food that's even on the market. And, uh, yeah, yeah, let us, uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you get sick. We'll just kind of see what happens. We'll, we'll see. And people would be like, that's stupid. What's the FDA even here for? If they're, if they're not regulating this stuff, guys, this isn't a sweetener. It's in your food that you're ingested in your tummy. This is stuff that you're directed directly into your muscle tissue and your bloodstream. It's going right in your body, right in your blood-brain barrier, right in the tissue. There's no no liver cleaning this stuff out. There's no digestive tract to flush it out. It's going right in your body. But yet, here we are. And there's a lot more people, a lot more websites, and a lot more news articles that are really starting to question this. So I really hope this can get out there before too many people get this stuff. But again, at the end of the day, I think we've reached a point now, and I've said before, Natural selection, I think, is at this point going to reach its highest calling <laughs> because if you have individuals that really have at least even seen mildly anything that's been going on and they still choose to continue to get these injections, at this point in time, I have very little sympathy for anybody on this. It's like the definition of insanity. If you keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you expect to get a different result every time. My point of that is like, okay, good luck, buddy. Have fun with that. So keep getting the truth out there the best you can. Keep staying strong as always. There's so many things that are starting to move around now very, very rapidly. And I told you guys, going into September, October, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to start happening. I personally think what they're going to do is they're going to try to blame these shot side effects over the next six weeks, eight weeks, essentially on – Oh, well, this this is just a new variant that's coming out. You watch and see if you don't start seeing new variants in the news or this new COVID spike or new mutated flu COVID spike. You watch and see. 
Not that I want it to happen, but I'm telling you right now, they got something up their sleeve for what's going to happen in November because they know right now in a true head-to-head fair election, they don't have a snowball's chance in black asphalt in Florida in August. Not going to happen. Going to melt immediately. So what are they going to do? I'm not sure, but keep an eye on everything. Stay prepared as always. We're getting ready down here in Florida. We will still be live tomorrow depending on how everything goes with the internet. We'll see what happens the rest of the week, but we will still be getting shipments out as we are a central shipper here with UPS and Priority Mail, so we'll be getting stuff out all the way to the last second. They'll be busting it out immediately, so thank you for your support, my friends. Stay strong as always. Be sure to vote for what you want to see win the last day of the week. looks like the HGH Stimulate is winning strong, and also be sure to check out the last day of the product of the week, the Zinc Glycinate, and also the D3-10,000K2 on sale. It's final week. That will be ending this month, the end of this month, the next couple days. So be sure to stock up on 25% off of the D3-10,000K2 if you want to rack up on it right now. So thank you again, my friends, for the continued support. Get the truth out there. It's so important right now. Continue to stay strong as always, and we will talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.